This is Popper to the People. My name is Nate. With me is Mike, Brennan, Howdy, y'all. and Dan. How's everyone doing today? I'm not laughing this time. <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten over my, my laughter Swedish talk. How's everyone doing today? No. <laughs> I must yeah. find something new. Oh, I'm fine. That's good. I'm, you not know. Feeling, I'm not feeling too well, but I'm getting better. Well, that's good. How was how everybody's week? Week was all right. My uh, recording headset bustified. I had to buy a new one today, and I did. And that's what you're hearing, yeah, my you, lovely voice on. Yeah, it, it didn't just break. It, it like, is in half broke. <laughs> so, completely unusable. I remember yeah. uh, the first version of this headset that I had to fight Best Buy Tooth and Nail for to get my re- to get my uh, refund back on it because they suck. Um, yeah. Basically, what happened to it was uh, th- this was back when it was just me and Chris doing the show. I literally recorded the show with with just the ha- the left half sitting on my head, and the <laughs> the the, the ch- like it was chipped and it was sharp, so it was literally digging into my skull Ugh. the entire time. Oh God, did it hurt! Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Eh, did it for the Papa, though. Did it for the people. Yeah. Good for you. I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Mike? Uh, well, I was sick, so not much happened. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, not much happened. Got pretty pissed yeah. off at EDH this weekend. Uh... And the week before, I'd like to say, uh, Zerk and kiss my ass. Yep, we reported on that on Commander's 8. We actually tore the metagame apart on that tournament, so... Oh, there was... You, I wish you guys had me on. There was some salt. <laughs> oh, is there some salt? Um, but, uh... Yeah, not much happened this week. Kind of, yeah. uh, kind of a quiet week, because I was sick, unfortunately. How, how about you, Dan? What do you do? I, um... Uh, made a big decision. I had a friend over and um, his family, but um, the big thing was that uh, I and my wife decided to get a dog, and I've never had a dog in my life. Oh my oh, god! So, sorry. So I wanted what? a. a sorry. How do you? How are you sorry that he got a dog? Dogs are awesome. No, I'm not sorry about that. Uh, no, no. Um, Nate, but, uh, I, I wanted sorry. a huge, uh, manly dog. And my wife right. wanted a small, cuddly dog. <laughs> so, so you got a small, cuddly dog? Yeah, so we now have a Chinese-crested powder puff. But uh, <laughs> I haven't got her yet. Chinese I wanted crested. a dire wolf. A dire you wanted, you wanted a dire wolf? You wanted a, you wanted a gigantic police German shepherd? You see, my issue with dogs is I like dogs. I just like dogs when I go to other people's houses and pet their dogs and then... <laughs> Okay, so you like dogs that don't crap where you eat. Yeah, I like dogs that don't live with me. You're an ass. I haven't got it yet. Uh, I'll get it on the 4th of June, so I'll update you on it. Chinese. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm searching up. I know I've seen it before. Please don't do a racist joke. Without fur, but it has fur. Oh, that's it. Oh, my God. Brennan, please don't do a racist joke with Chinese people and dogs. Whoa, whoa. I'm just looking <laughs> up what this dog looks like. It's got... It's really small. 
it is. It's, it's not one just... of the. Uh, it's not the Chinese crested, but the Chinese crested powder puff. Powder no. puff. Oh boy. There's... It's like it's not small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. It's not like Paris Hilton type, but yeah. not exactly a watchdog. <laughs> yeah. Like the dog. Like it'll, it'll like... watch out for danger, right, and run the other way. Yeah. It's a field goal dog. Well, like. Oh, I see. I'm, it's um, not bad. I've lived with dogs my entire life. I, uh, when I when uh, I was born, we already had dogs. I uh, we had a uh, what was Sassy? I think Sassy was like a Doberman mix. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately, my parents decided to keep the bitch of the litter, Romper. Uh-huh. She bit like three people. <laughs> um, kind of funny too. The night that my dad brought uh, Sassy home, she almost went after my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, then I had my dog, Punky, after uh, after Sassy died from my sister. And Punky was a German Shepherd Chow Chow mix. And she mm-hmm. ran from all from all small dogs. Yeah. Then I had a, oh my God, it was this Siberian Husky, one dumbass dog. Only yeah. cared about one thing, moving forward. Now I have five cats, because one of them unfortunately passed away. My cat is a big, gigantic, fat tuxedo cat who actually <laughs> licked me on my nose earlier today, like five in the morning, which was really cute. And my sister now has a gigantic four-year-old 75, no, 78-pound Pitbull Shepherd mix. Nice. Ooh. Who goes after everybody, except for me, because she knows better. Yeah. You take my arm, you lose your life. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Not really. So you want to play some magic this in the last week or so? Oh, yeah. I've Define magic. <laughs> I don't know, any type of magic. Using cards. <laughs> I've been playing the new... I, I gave um, all the standard... The remaining standard popper brewers that are in the gauntlet... I gave them yeah. 10 days to revise their decks with the new Journey to Nyx cards. Uh-huh. And I've been playing those for the past several days, trying to get familiar with them, <laughs> because mm-hmm. recording begins again now that I have a microphone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. there you go. I uh, I recorded, um, I did, uh, well, oh, well, first off, I know that we're a popper podcast, but shout-outs to Patrick Chapin as your recent Pro Tour winner. Congratulations to him. I definitely think that he deserved it. Uh Met him, at, met him for the first time at Worlds 2007. He was, he was an awesome dude. So congratulations to you, Patrick Chapin, even though I know you're never going to hear this. Um, yeah. What did I do for Magic this week? Uh, oh, yeah, I recorded... As sick as I was, I recorded the Ardent Recruit Affinity deck. Yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. deck's, that deck's terrible. Why would, you ever, <laughs> why would you ever play Affinity without Perilous Research and Icar Wellspring is beyond my... Yeah. Beyond my intelligence, but I suck at magic, so what do I know? <laughs> Why am I on this podcast again? <laughs> but uh Comic Relief. I oh. what I do for magic this week. I had the opportunity to try out the brew of the month. I uh, I so far I'm two and oh, I haven't lost yet, and I took on the two hardest matchups I think I would have. I destroyed blue red control and blue white flyers. Good. Awesome. They 
Like the like the first match I won, second match they won, and then I won the third match. And like the only reason why they won, either of them won in the second game, is because I just started out with a slower hand. But after I stabilized, the game was over. Like they didn't have a chance. Um, but yeah, so my matchups have been pretty good, and that's just with the list we came up with before any, any, adapt, any, any updates. Um, cool. so that was pretty cool. I found, and I, and I, we're gonna go over the update letter, but I found Flurry of Horns was awesome, because I completely flustered the blue-red control deck with, with, to, with, uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, Flurry of Horns. Sweet. They don't know what to do with it because is, all they this? really can do. All they can do is waste removal spells on them. That was the five mana uh, two minotaurs. Yeah, oh, oh, two, yeah. two, 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 three hasters out on the field. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like the blue red control deck, like wasted removal spells to get rid of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Just didn't. And then by the and then like he he wasted two removal spells to get rid of both of them, and then right after he wasted those removal spells, I was purposely sandbagging the Bayloth because I he, I saw he had like three cards in his hand, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna I'm gonna just swing with these for now and hold on to this. Mm-hmm. Held on to Bayloth, swing uh, went swinging with the Minotaurs. He removes both of them and wastes his removal spells, and then I then I played a Bayloth, and nice. then he pretty much conceded. I mean, in a format where you don't have a clean Wrath of God like Crypt Rats, and you have to keep using single target removal, one card that takes two removal spells to get rid of is a pretty huge game. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. And being that the Minotaurs are 2-3, they're just big enough that they just can't chump it out. They actually have to do something with the removal. Right, they can't just for Rico's yeah. cure them. Yeah. And they usually have to use, like, two of their good removal, because they're 3-3s, three right? Right. Or 2-3, so but still. 2-3. Uh, well, okay, so 2-3. So, and, I mean, the the big one-mana removal spell, if you're playing, like, red, would be Shock, which mm-hmm. does not kill yeah. them in one hit like Lightning Bolt nope. does. Yeah. So, uh, what did you do for this week in Magic, Dan? Since I played uh, Modern. I played Porfer. I played uh, uh, The Brew. I uh, managed to lose. Uh, first, uh, my opponent played uh, Nakron Skyguard, put double ethereal armor on it, uh, hit me, then put uh, hopeful Eidolon on it, and I was Ooh. dead. In the, it. in the second <laughs> duel, he played um, uh, the O4 heroic guy for one mana. That guy's insane. Band handicap. Yeah. That guy's insane. <laughs> Yeah, and I couldn't remove it, so it became really big and killed me. <laughs> so that's a four-minute video on the YouTube channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I played well, uh, a lot of Hearthstone. And, Hearthstone, uh, really? Hearthstone, Hearthstone Arena has uh, a lot of things to teach magic drafts. It's like a draft yeah. that you uh, can stop at any... Right. Yeah. Did, did we lose Dan? That's cool. Did we lose Dan? Dan? Anything else? I think we lost him. Oh no, Dan. Dan. I, I, th- I think he unplugged his mic and didn't notice because I heard like a type of thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, like what what 
I mean, Michael Jacobs talked about this, but what Hearthstone Arena does is um, it's you draft uh, 30 packs, and you you know because you basically the way the Hearthstone works is you your deck is 30 cards. There's no sideboarding, no none of that. So once you draft 30 cards, that's it. You just stop. Um, yeah. And so uh, the cool thing about it is, unlike Magic Draft, where you know you you play one round, then the next, Can you and the next. Me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Uh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone Arena, um, you you know you can play a game and then like four hours later you can come back and play. Yeah, that's that's the cool part about Arena. I personally so hate, complete hate Hearthstone. The current but, duel. Yeah, I, I yeah, personally uh, don't like Hearthstone anymore. I think uh, that game needs like a at least two hundred new cards and then I'll play. You know what the problem with Hearthstone Max. is? They're trying to be magic, but not magic. They're not trying to be magic at all. They're trying to be better, which <laughs> they're not doing too good at yeah. anymore. I think, they, I think they're trying to be magic light. It feels very much like magic light. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no instant. Uh, everything <laughs> is much easier. I no, no planeswalkers. No worry about mana base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's everybody's day. We have uh, some news. Um, they just released the new... What the next block is going to be. Dun, dun, dun. Are you serious? Cons. Internet! Here. Kiss my ass! Okay. <laughs> um, you freaking suck! <laughs> <laughs> They they just released the uh, the next block. It's going to be called Cons of Tarkir. I think that name is awesome, but I um, guarantee it's not going to be as. The cool interesting thing about this, they released two artworks. If you go on the link, look at the second artwork. Who is that? Oh, Sarkin Ball is, is not dead. The mountain is, is not dead. <laughs> so I find that pretty cool. I know Dan I've been... gets that reference, don't you, Dan? Yes. I am actually a huge fan of the Sarkin cards. I think both of them are good for their own reasons. I did not like the red-green one. I like the black-red one. I think the red-green one is just fine. I think the black-red one is awesome, but I think the red-green one, it lacked a little bit. Yeah, it's not bad, though. No, it's not bad. So, we got another Sarkin coming. I'm guessing that's that artwork. I mean, it looks just like them. Sarkin has not been... They said it was. Sarkin has not been a non-multicolored Planeswalker yet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You think he'll... No, he's never been a non multi Maybe he'll be a single color this time. Yeah. Well, if no, I can that's... judge by the color of his outfit... I did not look at the picture closely. It looks black-red black to me. Black-red, yeah. Does it? Okay. I, yeah. I didn't look at it closely. I was just like, might as well bring it up. <laughs> looks black-red to me. All right, well, fair enough. And, so... and he's got fire. <laughs> What's he going to be called now? Sarkin, the I don't give a crap, all of you go die? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so we got Sarkin coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to be. Um, Brent, Derek Brent, I'm going to put a shouting out Derek Brent right now. He has built me my EDH deck for why? the why, challenge. Why, why, why'd you do it? Why did you do it? He made me a Zer deck, and on top of this being, I'm look, just looking at the deck list, I'm probably going to build this in paper and not touch it and play it in regular EDH. I think I might have to actually uh, actually cop out. Because the list is actually quite brilliant. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. 
This list is actually quite brilliant for being nothing but commons. Alright, so we got one deck That's list down, good. and Ruined we still some have me, Brennan, Dan. Uh-huh. Does Peter say he was going to play? Yep, Peter has a deck. I think someone's built working on it for him, Maddie. Alright, so uh, right now, uh, I think Maddie said he would play too, but I'm not too sure. Yeah. Chris, we're going to try to get Chris to play, but... Uh, I'm sure Chris will. Yeah. Right now, so yeah, uh, any listeners yeah. out there, I think Chris Plummer needs a list. Um, so do I. I need a list. So does Brennan, and so does Dan. Brennan has I one. List. I, I hate. I I don't I don't get anything. God oh, damn, I suck. I you it. got a list? I did. Yeah. What? Where? Oh. Yeah, a few weeks ago we talked to you. Your list. You were like the first one to get a list. I was. Yeah. Ship it. I don't. I, I can't remember. What, I can't remember what episode it was. <laughs> oh my god! I never saw a deck list. You got the first deck list. Uh, Dan got the second one, and then Brennan had one, and then Peter had one, and now I just well, got mine. At the end of the show, for the person who sent me a deck list, and for everyone else who listens, I have a big surprise. So stay tuned. So yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just going to hear my announcement. Just mute it so they don't have to listen. I to can't. It. I can't remember where, what episode. I'm going to have to do a little research to get all those. We'll we'll do an update on it next week to see who's playing what. That's the easiest thing to do. We got lots to talk about. Um, Brennan, did you know you had a deck list? No. Oh, my God. I didn't. Yeah, you do. No. I knew Brennan had one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had didn't no know. idea. And Nate knew I had one? I didn't know idea. I think you got it on the episode you weren't on. Oh. <laughs> oh, my, oh my awesome. God. In the words yeah. of DZYL, yeah, oh, oh, my God. God. Like Chris and Maddie, as far as I know, so keep putting them in. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do an update on that next week because we got lots to go through. Okay. Um, Go for it. Next on the news, we got Vintage Masters spoilers. Are we done with the cons yet? No. Cons are Sarkir. Oh, cons are Sarkir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said cards. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Um, We got spoilers for for, uh, Vintage Masters. One of the big things is Arrogant Worm is being downgraded. They said that they are downgrading... um, so they said that the cars that they spoil now, there's plenty more to be downgraded to common. One of the yeah. cards that I've been hearing that a lot of my friends believe, and I don't want them to do this, but they believe Roar of the Worm. I don't, I don't believe that that card is going to be in there, but <laughs> it sounds logical. It's another uncommon from uh, Odd Block. It, it's a, it makes two six sixes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's a lot of mana for Popper. Uh, yeah, Popper yeah, is generally much faster than Old Block Standard was. True, true. But yes, we we did get. Uh, so far, we have gotten Arrogant Worm and we have gotten Circular Logic. So Madness, the deck will finally become a deck, and I've been waiting for it. I'm uh, not so excited yeah. about Arrogant Worm. It's just a four 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 three in best case, and the uh, Aura Norlids and Matka Rioters and anything in Hexproof just left. I think it, yeah, but it has trample. I think it's really good against decks like Delver and decks like Goblins and whatnot. It's a big, it's a four-four trampler for three at instant speed. Who can, uh, yeah? Who, which deck would play it? Would you make a madness? Madness, deck? yeah, madness. madness. But still, it's uh, power madness. creep has gone so far since two thousand two that uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking, we're talking uh, simic madness well, because it's possible. I, I mean, how how high do you want the power creep to go? Like, 
Uh, it has already done. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, oh, oh, oh! I thought you yeah, like Arrogant Worm is dated. Oh well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think Delver is leagues better than Arrogant Worm is. I agree with you there. Uh, yeah, and I think if you if you want to play a creature with three mana, you are basically looking to get something better than. I I believe that if they if the deck is built properly for madness, it will work. It just hasn't been built properly. I'm, I'm much I, more excited about uh, Circular Logic. I think that's a very dangerous card. I, 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 think, I think that's the big card. Yeah, I think Arrogant can trigger this, couldn't it? I, I humbly agree with Dan. I mean, this could open up like some kind of tortured existence uh, type of brew. Yeah. Logic as the counter. I'm not even thinking that. I think it could be broken in a control deck somehow to get a one-mana counter. Really? Yeah, isn't there? Some yeah, I don't know how yet, but uh, I'm sure. There's some instant cards that you draw a card to discard a card. Uh, there might be. Because any of those, you can instantly draw cards and then make trigger circular logic as a discard to counter a spell. Yeah. Uh, any, any looter. Oh yeah, you, like this might make cards like Marefolk Looter, and it might make Looter Ilkor more playable if you uh, have good madness cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like Simic. Would be fun. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like Swimic. Simic. A lot of people have. Uh, I've been getting messages from a couple people about the the Goblin guy. The I forget the name, but the one the three mana one one that when he attacks, he pumps all your goblins until end of turn. Goblin general. Yeah, there you go, Goblin. General. Like I'm gonna try him out, but I I I highly doubt he's going to be a staple. I think he's slow. He is too slow. I think the only card you want to play in your three mana slot is, uh, if any, is uh, Matron. Because yeah. I, I think Bushwhacker is just better in every way. Yeah, it is. Just because it's cheaper. And it doesn't have to attack to give the plus one plus one. Yeah, because, like, I think, I think you're on the right path, Mike, because when you're going in with Goblins, you're Bushwhacker swing winning. Yeah. Like... Goblin General is aimed more towards um, aggro over time, where if you're goblins, you don't want to be aggro over time. I mean, if like if you're going to win with it, you're like you're probably win. You probably were already winning. Yeah. So why haven't you won yet? Yeah, basically. Basically, <laughs> I think you. I think it actually makes goblins slower, not faster. A big problem. Also, I have seen a person not playing Sparksmith anywhere in their 75. I, 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 I've I, never cried out of joy in so much in Magic in my life. Yeah. I hope I hope it spreads. I think the time will tell on Goblin General. I, I don't I think agree. it's I that good. But, uh, I'm with Mike on this. Awkward sounds. Do, do, do. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything in Goblins that just makes a difference. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. But Circular Logic, I think, is an awesome, awesome addition. I think you, Arrogant Worm you know, is an you know, awesome addition. You know what they could do, Dan? Because there's rumors that him to Turok is going to be common. They could make Goblin Grenade a common, finally. Oh, oh that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be nice. That'd be so sweet. I like that. Yeah, yeah what? I don't think I'd ever play another deck if Goblin Grenade was actually right. a common turn, element. Turn one, any Goblin. Turn two, Dragon Fodder. I mean, you could just have you. You turn can literally three. have eight Goblin Grenades with the uh, the Goblin Arsonist and and Reckless Abandon combo. Yeah. 
Like, you literally just have, like, just all goblin grenades. Goblins swing for one, burn you for five. Mogwar Marshal kill you. Like, wait, what? It's turn three. Yeah, you're dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Like, Orcish Lumberjack, that is interesting to me, Well, too. that's for Storm. That, that's, yeah. Is that they, already in uh, Pulper? Yeah, that's already in Pulper. But that, that's that's really just for Storm in the set. Because they said yeah, but, they wanted to draft it like it's cube. I don't know. Don't yeah, know but at the it. same time, like with Vintage Masters coming out, people are, like, I've already seen some people noting, like, yeah, Orcish Lumberjack, but it's like it's already in there. Yeah, it's already a common... I, it's already common, but I think it's one of those cards that people kind of dismiss and forget about. Because it's bad. Yeah. It was in Special Kyle's uh, Red Green Storm deck. Yeah. Back when, wasn't that back when like Empty the Horns is legal? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. that ain't legal no more. Although the funny yeah, thing is, Temporal, Temporal Fisher <laughs> is, in this, in, is in Vintage right. Masters. <laughs> yeah, what the hell. So his brain freeze, which is awesome. Listen, I would, I would, I seriously would, would, if, like, alright, I wouldn't unban Temporal Fisher, I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't, I don't want a reoccurrence of, of, of Blue-Green Storm and, and Mono-Blue Storm. But I, I, I really think that they could make, they could downgrade Brain Freeze to a common. They won't do it, because it, it, it does something more powerful than a common should, but I, yeah. I think Brain Freeze being legal in Pauper would actually be fair. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think of them adding some of the conspiracy cards to vintage like Will of the Council? Uh, did, did they do that? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, there, oh. there's there's We're looking at Tyrant's Choice. Yeah. Well, I I would just like to say that the uh, uh during the Pro Tour when they they did the conspiracy draft thing, the the right. thing that I looked at when I saw Brian David Marshall and Newmont the Nummy and all those other people drafting it, it looked to me like they didn't want to be there, but they were paid to just not say anything bad. <laughs> I think conspiracy is an absolute waste of time, money, and printing, and effort, and should never have been well, created. It's a product that, okay, a lot of, I, I, I can see where some competitive players might look at seem like that, but this is like, next to next to the commander decks, this is just one of those things Wizards is doing their ultimate goal, they're not targeting competitive and no, pro players. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking at it from a competitive standpoint. I'm, I'm looking at it as a, I think they could have done something way better and way different. They're exclusively targeting this product towards casual and EDH players. Because uh-huh. if you notice, in Conspiracy, a lot of the cards that are in there are, are, so, are highly EDH playable. Right. Like... Oh, I agree with you. Highly EDH playable. I, some almost exclusively. I absolutely and swords agree with you. plowshares and stuff like that are also being printed. Yeah, in I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad for EDH. I think it's a waste of time because it's made to be a limited format that I think is just, I think is just dumb. I, I, I think it's going to be too confusing for most people. I think a lot of people are going to are going to get tired and they're going to be like, well, that's stupid that that works, and what the hell, man, you're, this is screwing everything up, and blah blah blah. Well, what? Like how? Like there's. I have one question about conspiracy, and I'm confused about this. Is this a two-headed draft sealed? Two-headed giant draft no. sealed event? No, no. What it is. It's eight-person draft, and you break off into teams of four. Yeah. Okay. So you're potting off in four. Yeah. It's, it promotes team yeah. play. Wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. I, I'm. It's just my opinion. I. I 
I'm willing to be wrong. If people like it, people like it. I mean, yeah. people like, you know, uh, certain things of music and certain movies. Iron Man! <coughs> and uh, I have no problem with it, so... Yeah, yeah I, I have to say, though, this set right here is the first set that's made me want to buy a box. Yeah, I haven't bought a box in a, a long box. time. What, Conspiracy? Conspiracy. I'm going to buy a box. Yep. I'm buying a box I think of this. it's awesome. Oh Mine's going to be on reserve tomorrow. You guys are going to get me so much hate mail right now just for saying that. <laughs> Th- thanks. Thank you. Hey, but you know what? Whoa, we, didn't, we didn't refute I your opinion. You can have all kind of opinion. I, yeah, but, but you have to understand, when I say stuff, it's not people don't take it as an opinion even if I say it. <laughs> yeah. Dan's like, I am here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know conspir- conspiracy is paper cards, so then I check out because I don't play paper magic. So, <laughs> See, but I, I don't me, care at all. <laughs> yeah. For me, conspiracy is the first time they're making a planeswalker that I actually despise more than Jace the Mind Sculptor. Like, if I'm looking at Dak Faden and Jace the Mind Sculptor, I, I now have a, a love for Jace the Mind Sculptor that I have complete hatred for with Dak Faden. Wow. You know, you know, I don't play paper either, so the conspiracy doesn't matter at all to me. But, I, like, I plan on opening up a store with friends, so I'm, like, if I'm going to be a retailer, I'm trying to look at this from, like, a retailer standpoint. Like, it's cute to make money off of, but I feel like I'd be robbing people of money by making, by having them play this. I'm not trying to be harsh, but I really would feel that way. Well, I wouldn't have beginners do it. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a big problem. That's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. Like uh, a couple of people on on Facebook, uh, in, in one of my Facebook groups from my local store, were talking about it, and uh, like four or five people were highly confused about the, the adding an extra booster pack thing. Like it sounds mm-hmm. good in theory, but then it's just like, well, what happens I if... I it's e- a May ability. Is it? Yeah. It's like saying, well, what happens if E equaled MC third instead of square? I don't I don't know what three is called. But... I believe... <laughs> I, I don't believe know math the... anymore. Yeah, I Q, believe Q, it's Q, a yeah, May sorry. ability. <laughs> Wait, isn't, and... isn't cube four? No? No. Oh, sorry. Cube is three. Three dimensions. Yeah. Cube. Yeah, I believe sorry. it's a May ability, and it's if the person that plays it is buying the pack. You actually have to buy a pack. Well, I'm guessing it would that's be, what. Yeah, I guess technically, but it would be cooler if the retailer would just yeah, throw the, some random jank ass pack in there for free. I, 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 I would I would like part. to assume that most retailers are cool people and not money hungry. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I don't, they I don't have know. to have a dearth but, yeah. of something sitting by M13. I mean, just anything. throw un, just throw unhinged in there. Just be like, here, somebody gets a free unhinged lens. And uh, yeah, something. <laughs> just play a jackass. And oh, you're just like, what? yeah. Did you see the uh, potential, what they're going to put in uh, Conspiracy as the basic land? Looks like they're going another full full art land set. Really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw it this weekend. Who is I follow What's that? Who's using a marker? A marker? I don't know. Nate, what the hell are you doing? I'm not using a marker. What are you talking about? You don't, You guys don't hear that? I hear it. What, what does it sound like? Bre- okay, seriously. Brennan, is that you? I'm not doing anything. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that we got, like, Vintage Masters are still spoiling stuff, and as we get get 
close to a full set. We'll go through and talk as about it. As long as I know I'm not nuts and somebody else heard the marker noise, we're good. Yeah. As long as I know I'm not nuts. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, Vintage Masters spoilers. As they bring out more cards, we'll talk about them and and we'll do a pre. We'll do a, a big thing on I, it. Uh, the last thing I'll say, on it, I, I dare to say, Vintage Masters is going to be the absolute greatest thing to ever hit Magic Online. It might actually like turn people back on to Magic Online if we don't end up going to the beta. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we have that. Yeah. Coming. Oh. Uh, yeah. What's next? Mister, I gotta go work. Yes. Um, update. Uh, okay, Chris Weaver sent an update on uh, sent us an update on how he's doing. I'll just read it here. He says, uh, "I am back home in Laporte, Texas, with my or which is my hometown. Family's doing well. I'm searching for a job currently. I officially quit MTGO since my local card shop here is pretty nice. The place is called Willpower Gaming, and they hold a variety of events throughout the whole week, including two standard events and two drafts." I've been playing standard black-white mid-range to great, to great success because the F&M competition is way lower than MTGO DEs. Although, there are a handful of decent players on any given night. I'm trying to convince the shop owner, owner to run popper events, but he just doesn't have the inventory of all the cards needed to run it. I don't regret my choice of ditching MTGO, and while you guys are firmly in the camp of popper being liberated, I, I respectfully disagree. Hey, hold, hold I popper, thought, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not in the camp of Popper being liberated. Yeah. I'm not in the camp of that. I wouldn't be oh. streaming it and doing articles, but was. He goes, I viewed Popper as a format blossoming into a le- legacy-esque format that didn't cost $4,000 per deck to let you play powerful cards from older sets. While Popper was a casual player-run format to start with, it erupted into popularity that I hoped Wizards would take under their wing and support with additional events and offerings. Instead, they squashed support for it, and seem to have intentionally driven it back to player-run events only. I felt as if I couldn't continue to, to support MTGO for this reason. I love Magic, and I will continue to play it, but I cannot stand behind MTGO staff decisions recently. I also ardor the... Ba- or, uh, abhor? Ad- abhor the, cl- the, the beta client, and refuse to continue to play Digital Magic on such a Subpar platform. Yes! Kibler and others have written ad, written ad nauseum about the faults of the beta, so I won't bore you guys with my complaints. There's a social aspect to magic I've never gotten to really enjoy before that I am loving, that I am loving playing cards in person, even if it's not my preferred format. Best wishes to you, to you all, and thanks for caring about how I am doing. Chris. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go on record and agree with Chris. I do MTGO solely for the purpose of being on this show. If I wasn't on a podcast for Popper, I probably would not be on MTGO. Did, did he call the people at his store bad players? No, he just... Uh, very diplomatically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just giving him a hard they time. They suck, but they are nice, is what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> He, you, but, he better come on the show at least at some point. I got to be on the same episode as him sometime. I did invite. I did. I did tell him that he's more than welcome to show up sometime to do that. That but goes like, for you too, Grant. You lazy son of a. Yes, Grant. Uh, but like, I'm gonna agree with Chris on the whole point. Like, I would not have him TGO if I wasn't on this show. I I, I much prefer regular regular paper play 
over online play. Um, so, oh, sorry, go on. I only I only log on to test the brews and play popper. That's it. Remember that uh, 98% of paper players uh, are not online because the client is so bad. Yep. And at this point, you have to start wondering if it is intentional. If they are, if they are like scared that online will kill paper. Still, like like it was 1994. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I've, been, I've been saying for a long time that I think they're killing MTGO on purpose. <laughs> I don't think they're killing it because they need it for they need it for people like me, people with uh, families that don't have a store nearby. That this it, right. it's my only outlet to play Magic. Yeah. If, if Dan and I are gonna play Magic, I mean, those plane tickets to Sweden are expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Besides that, I th- but my my view on MTGO is I think it targets a completely different audience, like the audience that doesn't have time to go down to the card shops. I mean, and I'm I'm not faulting Wizards for that. I mean, they got they want to have a product for everybody. That's fine. I think but, I, I think yeah, I, I think at this point it's a product for nobody. No, MTGO's most important point is to be a testing platform for the pros. I think. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but yes. for me, permit, but for me personally. I have a playgroup that I play locally at, here at home, I, and I have that. So, like I said, if I wasn't on this show, I probably wouldn't have MTGO. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for Popper, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for MTGO, I would never have discovered Popper. If it wasn't for Popper, I would have never started making articles and, and videos, and I would have never been on the show. And I know a lot of people are probably going to say, well, God damn it, why didn't you just not play Popper? Because I know how much I'm low. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like uh, you know, as as much as I love to hate MTGO, I I, I still will always say that it, it was a, it was a big role in, in you know me playing Magic. Yeah. I mean, I met my best friend uh, through MTGO because I mean he lives in Croatia, uh, so I would never you I would are? never met him. He, what? No. <laughs> My friend Gordani, he's the guy that got third place cool. in uh Oh yeah. Well Igor's from somewhere near there too. Yes, I never knew that. Sorry, Igor, yeah. but I you're not my best friend. <laughs> I d I don't know I don't really know how to come back from that, but Igor's awesome. He is awesome, but he's just not awesome enough to be my best friend, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you kinda of put me in an awkward spot. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's continue. So yeah, but yeah, so we got that article that Chris sent that. Uh, I just want uh, like, to jump in with something. I listened to Read from the Real, the podcast, and they made a pretty convincing argument. They they were railing, they spent a whole episode uh, talking crap about the beta client. Yeah. And then they made a quite a convincing argument that uh, every client for Magic Online has gotten worse, and that the, ba- the best client was actually the, the Leaping Lizards one, version one. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually. Um, yeah, it actually was. I was thinking about it. Hey, yeah, but if you look at a lot of if you look at a lot of different products, that happens. They they try to make it better and they just make it worse. Well, I I will say I will say this. I played ver- I, when I started playing. Um, it was version two, very very early in version two, I believe. And I started playing at my friends' houses on their motos in version one. Version one was cool. Didn't crash all that much. It was smooth. But, I mean, back then in, like, 2002, 2003, 
there wasn't, you know, like computers weren't as high maintenance as they are now. Yeah. The, the thing about uh, version two is it crashed constantly. It bugged constantly. It disconnected constantly. It was terrible. The interface was was oh the interface was good. I think that MTGO version three was an upgrade from version two, but really not by much. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's like, uh, it, I, 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 it's like you have got a three hundred pound guy to run the triathlon, in <laughs> version two, and then you got a, a two hundred and like ninety pound guy to run the triathlon instead. <laughs> like it really wasn't that much. But the beta is just like, that you got you went from getting like. I don't know the Olympics, but whoever won like the most recent Olympic triathlon, a guy, and and then you went to like Andre the Giant to freaking run for you. It, 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 I mean, it, it's literally like they went from 2013 or whenever they started the beta. I think it was like 2012, and they went all the way back to 1998. <laughs> There's a reason we don't use AOL anymore, people. There's a reason. Yeah, I used AOL. I was there. <laughs> it took me three hours to download one MP3 back then. <laughs> I remember the dial-up tone. You got mail. No, you got my foot in your... I don't want to say that on the show. But... <laughs> on to Goodreads. <laughs> on to Goodreads. Okay. Yeah. On to Goodreads. Really good article on uh, Vintage Masters Archetype Breakdown. Uh, talking about... Uh, it's, this was on uh, the hook. <laughs> The mother, the mothership, yep. talking about the development of it and bringing cards down to common level and stuff. Big long article, pretty good. And the different archetype, and it talks about the different archetypes that you probably should be looking for. Blue white control, put in a three mana one four that gains three life, thinking it's a good card. Nice, yeah. nice so, job, wizards. Well, they, well they, they're not done spoiling yet. Yeah, no, but, but like they put that sure card in there for blue white control. Like that card sucks. It doesn't block anything. The three lights doesn't matter. I know for a fact that Dan and uh, Dan and Mikey are gonna like this uh, this article. It is called Developmental Eyes, and it, it is pretty much exclusively talking about the Lion's Eye Diamond. And how amazing it is. We were the ones that said it. Dan and I were the ones that said it would be in Vintage Masters, and a lot of people didn't believe us. Yeah. Uh, everything, this, everything went this monster pretty much. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This article... Thank this God article, Force of Will is in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. This article basically goes over how detrimental Lion's Eye Diamond is and how many decks it goes into. Wow. Well, the, the big thing about it is uh, all the decks that it goes into in Legacy, it's a four of. Which is a lot. And yeah. but in, in vintage it only goes in a few decks like maybe Dredge. It goes in uh in, in some storm decks. Uh Doomsday is never played anymore, but it can go in that. I, I mean uh right now after it was spoiled, I believe the promo version went down to like thirty five tickets. The artwork's cool wow. too. Yeah. No, this 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 card will be less than a dollar in uh I don't think it's gonna be less than a dollar. It I will. think it'll be, uh, and I, I I can prove it to you why it will. You 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 can prove that I'm gonna buy four lines of diamonds at fifty cents a piece. Yeah, maybe sixty five, but yeah, <laughs> somewhere around if, there. If you can prove that, where in real life it costs like an arm and a leg, I I would salute you. I yeah, think I'd fly. It's, to it's an old principle called supply and demand. 
<laughs> and the supply will be enormous. For this but it's one. a mythic, though. Yeah, 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 oh, sorry, it's a mythic. Sorry, I thought it was oh, a rare. Okay. Yeah. Oh no! If if it was a well, I think their plan for vintage masters was um, to make most of the like the one of cards mythic. Yes, like so Jason's mythic yeah. list is mythic, pretty much. Right, right. Yeah. Even Shaman. Yeah. Jace the Mind Sculptor is in there, even though I said I don't think we'll see a Jace the Mind Sculptor in there. Uh, what's up with that? Reprinting him like every six months. <laughs> you know what? Well, he's a staple I card. Think... Well, yeah, Jace is also like the superhero of magic. Yeah, he he has his yeah. own. Ar- he actually has his own archetype in vintage. It's called Jace yeah. Control. Even yeah, and I had to sell all but... my Jaces at only fifty percent profit in like four months. But if you look at this, <laughs> it it's going to oh, get yeah. worse because not only can you play Jace, but if you just put a little bit of red in there, you can play Dak Faden too. And I'm sorry, as much as I hate Jace the Mind Sculptor, I hate Dak Faden a lot more. I think you do that from a multiplayer perspective. Yeah. I really do. From a multiplayer Uh, perspective, he's he's like the biggest nightmare. Yeah. I hate Dak Faden so much. My, also, my biggest advice to you guys is mm-hmm. if you are planning on getting into Vintage, do it now. Because a year from now, all these cards are going to be way up in price. You see a Black Lotus now for, let's say, 90 tickets. 401, That's... 200 tickets. Let's say. A year from now, when all is said and done and Vintage Masters comes back from once, yeah, it's going to at least double, at least triple in price. So the thing, uh, the thing you gotta ask yourself here is: Is there room for another Vintage Masters? Can uh, is there enough cards that are I don't not think so. reprinted? I, I think this will be the ultimate Vintage Masters set. But I think this will be like the number one flashback set. Oh, definitely. Th- th- oh, yeah. This yeah. and but you are right. Absolutely, the yeah. prices will go up, and uh, yeah, yeah, this is oh, the time absolutely. to get into Vintage Legacy. And then Dan, it looks like Dan looks like you have an article here. Yes. <laughs> go for it. Please what do. I did in that article was to uh, argue for the rare prices, because at the time I wrote it, I felt very uncertain about the prices of the Power 9 and the Mythics. But now I have even more data, so I think... But first about the rares, they will be in huge supply. And if you look at Modern Masters rares at the time that Modern Masters were actually drafted... Uh, nothing was more expensive than Cryptic Command at 7.7 ticks, and that was uh, a real standout. Uh, nothing else was above 3.5. Uh, Is Dark Confidant a, a mythic in Modern Masters? Yes. Okay. And Dark Confidant is still really hurt by the reprint. Yeah. It's still really cheap. And actually, only, only Goyf is unhurt by the reprint. So the mythics have come down a lot. Um, but my big thing is that Force of Will will be below 10, at least. Oh god, Force and of Will, It will man. be the most expensive. And if the dual lands are rare, they will be pretty cheap. Paul, um, I forget his name, but I think it's like Paul L. from Purim TGO. He writes a couple of times, but always comments on a lot of stuff. He said that he picked up promo Force of Wills at like I think $32.18. Yeah. That's really, really cheap. Oh, that would be very expensive in uh, eight months. Yeah. Uh, Eight weeks, sorry. Right. Okay. But but imagine that, like, imagine what Vintage Masters is called 
Oh, imagine what Vintage Masters is doing now. It's basically saying, from now we're trying to make it that you can buy all the cards, you can buy a set of every card for a third of what one of them used to cost. Yes. Um, and remember that a pack of this costs seven tickets. So mm-hmm. the content of it mm-hmm. must be worth less. Otherwise, it will be profitable to just buy packs and open them. And that will never happen. I mean, imagine if this was a real-life set, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh God. God. There'd be riots in the street. But what I'm saying, uh, that's not in the article, actually. That's something I, I learned later. But yeah. uh, the, the rares will actually be even cheaper than I said. Because there's... The Power 9 will probably steal about 40-50% of all the value in the set. And then there's not much left for the Mythics. Yeah. Uh, the commons and uncommons will be worthless, pretty much. I mean, do so be bra- reminded... Brainstorm, which is in Conspiracy and will be Vintage Masters, it will cost yeah. 5 cents. Do be reminded, you know, the the Power 9 is... They say it's like, what, 1 in every 54 packs or something like that? It's twice as rare as a Mythic. Right, um, that's but, the thing you need to know. But no, but they actually said like they're they're making it so it's one in every something. I think it was like one in every fifty something packs. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was. Uh, you, Is it less? Uh, something like that. But it, it's twice as rare as mythic. That's the rule yeah. of thumb. Right. So uh, you're probably looking at about uh, somewhere between fifty and one hundred fifty dollars for a power nine piece. Yeah. And. That sounds low. I think I thought it would be higher, but if you are on that level, there is almost it really drains the price of the mythics and the rares as well. You know, I, I you know you said it you said it a couple of weeks ago, Dan. I think I have to agree with you that uh, you know I, I think they're they're trying to really help the community and kill as many prices as they can on MTGO and make it affordable because. I mean, the, the biggest thing that, that people have to remember is people will complain about the price because they're paying for digital cards, not real cards, digital ones that you can't actually touch. So that, that makes a big difference on people's mindset, in my opinion. It absolutely used to do, uh, used to make a big difference, and I'm sure it does still. Yes. Uh, so what I'm saying here that... Uh, the big finance tips of, of today is buy vintage master cards, like Mike said, and do it probably two weeks into the draft. Seems to be the current idea. If you look yeah. at modern masters, it wasn't when the draft ended, but it was two weeks into. At least a week and a half, or two weeks in, at least. Yeah, uh, for some cards, for some cards it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah for some. But, yeah, for the uh, very popular cards, it's probably two weeks in. I think actually the the dual lands will be probably the most expensive out of them because uh, there will be so many people that just want them the, due to supply and demand. Like maybe tropical, how much? I, I, well, no, underground sea right now online is like what fifty five tickets, something like that. It, it might only go down to like maybe thirty a piece, which isn't, which is still a lot. But what are you saying? The dual lands, how how expensive? Yeah, well, I mean because of how many how many dual lands people are going to want. I mean, everyone's going to want four of every dual land. So they might not go down that much in price due to supply and demand. Uh, they, they will go down. They can't, you can't... Uh, no, but not, they, but not as much. Like, they're not going to go from, like... like I don't think Underground Sea is going to go from, like, $55 it is now to, like, 10 I don't think that's possible. Uh, it will be much less than 10 Really? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, I, 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 I pray to God that you're right. It they is rare. The, the dual lands, are, the, no, the dual lands are not mythic. Yeah, I think the dual lands are rare. Sure yeah, they said that yeah, they so would What I'm rare. saying is that unless people just don't care about the power nine, uh, <laughs> all the value in the set is is for the power nine. So yeah. there is no there's no price. If if you have thirty dollar dual lands, people will just crack Winter's Master boosters until the dual lands are five dollars. It might even be worth it. Like, are they going to sell them in the store for seven bucks a piece? Yes. And, and it won't be worth it. It is never worth it to open boosters on American Lines. So prices will adjust until it is not worth it. It's true. But, I mean, no. if, you're, if you're a rich guy and you want to put some cars <laughs> in circulation, can afford it, you know. You will just lose money doing that. Yeah, and I don't people, that. I think the force of will will stay above 20 tickets, so a dual lens will be over 10. They're just... Don't yeah. <laughs> don't understand supply and demand. Everyone I know has already sold out of every legacy staple, every vintage staple that has been spoiled already. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, one interesting detail, actually, for Force of Will, which uh, was put to my attention, is that Force of Will is actually played in fifty-one, fifty-eight percent of all legacy decks. Wow. Which is, is that, crazy. Is that is that it? I thought it was over sixty still. So oh, 58 is like, uh, I, don't, I don't think there is a card in Pauper that is played that much. No, uh, there's no, the biggest... Like, like, like I said, the Force of Will card is... Pauper is played in 34% of decks. Force of Will That's is Cloud the of most Paris. played... Force of Will is the most played card next to Island of all time, I believe. No, Brainstorm is played in 62% of all Legacy decks. Oh, Brainstorm <laughs> surpassed it? I think there was a time where, where Brainstorm actually did not surpass Force of Will. Because Brainstorm got limited in Vintage, and Vintage was a little bit bigger than Legacy at the time. So if a card will hold, uh, will, uh, the most expensive rare in Vintage Muscle will be Force of Will. Oh, without a doubt. Yes, because it is played more than Dual Lands. Yeah. All right, I, uh, I think we've beaten this to, uh, yeah. to a T, so... Uh, I guess we will get to talk about this again when this. Yeah, I think right. we'll get to talk about this again in the next couple yes. of months. Dan and I are going to have some fun with this. Yep. Uh, topic one. Uh, Mikey, you're the one that wanted to bring this one up. We kind of talked about it a little bit already. Yes, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but um, as we know, and it was brought to my attention at the beginning of the show, uh, Pulper Premier events are no more. They're done. They're, they're, they're a thing that is going to fade back into the darkest, deepest steps of history. Yeah, uh, they died in the most horrible way. The how did they die? Let them die. Yeah. And that's the way research will interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I wanted to know is, uh, with Arrogant Worm, Circular Logic, and even the New Goblin, and uh, more cards being demoted too common on the way, do you guys think it'll breathe some life back into Pauper enough that maybe we might get maybe one daily a day back? I think it'll breathe daily. life back into Pauper, but not in the way that gives us events. Okay. Dan? You, like, you, oh, I'm sorry. They're never giving us dailies. They're pretty much said so. Yeah. 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 You know, we like, hate I Pauper. <laughs> I, I see this... Some cards get into mode like Arrogant Worm, bringing decks to the field in uh, player-run tournaments that people wanted to play, but didn't because it just wasn't feasible, like Madness. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
Circular Logic and Arrogant Worm are huge madness cards, and I think we're going to see a... Uh, I think we're going to probably see a, a Simic Madness deck being built to try it. Oh, man, I hope Psychotog is demoted to common. Oh, I would love oh, to play Psychotog. Oh, my God. I would love to play Psychotog <laughs> in Pauper. Oh, my God. I think God. that would break Pauper. That, that yeah, would break Pauper. Psychotog is crazy. Like you think Delver is 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 a real problem? <laughs> You've never played against a Psychotog in a format with no Swords to Plowshares or Path to Exile. All right. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Literally, I don't think no. anything in Pauper kills it in instant speed. No. Well, no. Oh, you there, can... there's Edict effects. Oh, no, the closest thing you have is the the hybrid black white guy that's uh, exile target creature. Hybrid black. Oh, unmake. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's literally the only card that kills Psychotog in, in Pauper. No, I mean, well, no, there's there's a few. There's like the um, the card from Shadowmoor, the white card that's like prevent damage from a creature if it's black or red, destroy it. Uh, yeah. And the edicts as well. I and the edicts, but I mean, the edicts are a bit more complicated though because you're gonna play like you can play like Seagate Oracle and stuff. But... Yeah. You know, upheaval is pretty bad. On summon, oh yeah, you can vapor snag it. (laughs) (laughs) But still, like, you have Apostle's Blessing, though, so you just go Apostle's Blessing, you die. I do know that we'll talk talk about Brew of the Month. (laughs) Oh, God. We'll probably end up with the Brew of the Month after the Vintage stuff releases. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that these new cards might uh, spawn a couple of Premier events, maybe. People actually I would hope so. I would hope so, <laughs> but I'm not hopeful. Oh. I mean, I personally, I don't compete in the premier events because uh, I am usually doing a lot of other things on the weekends, and I don't like. I, I just I don't personally like devoting six hours to one event. I just no, don't crazy. like it. It I I I I do it in in the gathering Pauper Tuesday tournaments when I have time on Tuesdays. Because I, I support Long Time Gone and I support Gathering with all my heart. That, that place is awesome. But the premiere events, I, I, I can't devote a Saturday and, a, and or a Sunday to it. I, I like I don't I don't really have much time on the on the weekends because I'm usually doing stuff that I get to do during the week. So what you're saying is, if there was a way you could. Be have a set number of matches, and you could basically pick up and go. Well, what what I'm saying is, is if uh, if we had a a simple four round event, um, you know, just it took like two and a half, three hours, and uh, you know, you you won maybe I, I I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, six packs for going like some number, like maybe three and one. If you go 4-0, you win like 10, maybe, maybe 11 packs. I mean, I, I thought they did that once, right? It worked out pretty well. They, they fired every single day. People love them. What were they called? They still do them. Oh, yeah, dailies? Oh, yeah, yeah, dailies, yeah. We had them at some point, Wizards. <laughs> we hate poker because, you know, you guys make enough money. Well, clearly it's not enough. I don't think you, yeah. I don't think you should be so prejudiced against Wizards just because they like money. They were born to like money. They're in America. (laughs) 
You know, I almost said a fun, I almost said a really really bad joke, and then I just remembered we were on the show, and I don't want to get yelled at by Chris because I already did the other thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I could say it now because Chris will just delete it, but I don't feel like making extra work, so I don't get a text that's like, "Did you stop being a jerk?" We're in, we're in America. We like money. We're in America. We like money. <laughs> hey, I think I think Dan likes money. Let's not leave him out of this. Oh, here in Europe, yeah. we only like flowers and uh, <laughs> and, and apparently rotten meat. Yeah, we we like flowers and free health care. Yeah. <laughs> you have, wait, you have free health care in your country? Socialist. Oh yes. What the hell, yeah. man? Yeah. There's a lot of countries that have free health care. Yeah, Dude, Canada has. Free I want Can can I retire in Sweden and just change citizenships? You're welcome. I mean, you can have dual citizenship and have free health care from Sweden. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm not promoting it. Just come on over. We need people here. There are some here. people listening to this call that, you know, I don't... <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they basically, uh, I think uh, what, what, the, what, what the Cars and Vintage Masters, we'll see some new stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I think it could breathe some life into it. I just don't think it's going to be anything that results in dailies or premieres. So I think, or, or I guess what I'm hoping is it's going to bring um, more people into the gathering tournaments. I mean, just imagine if the gathering tournaments uh, has like 70 people in it at one point. I think it will. That that's one thing I think will happen. Like, just imagine how many prizes you would get in that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, what do you think, Dan? About about topic one. What we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that I hope uh, there will be some uh, premier events. Uh, Dan, okay. Dan hopes that there is a god and that he is listening. Yes. Those who, <laughs> to those who. <laughs> but I can't beg him for daily events because I think that's too unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> walking on water, that will work, but uh, daily events. Uh, if I could walk on water. <laughs> like the Joe Dirt thing. And I'm very interested to see uh, the rest of the comments. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But uh, I hope people pay attention also note that the brainstorm is probably already spoiled for yeah. Masters. It's going to come. Yeah, because, I think no, it's a spoiled for conspiracy, so I, I bet they will be as similar as they can. Yeah. yeah. Brainstorm and Swords to Plowshares are spoiled for conspiracy. They did they you know spoiled what? in their little video. You know Hopefully it's the new artwork. You know what's really, really sad about Brainstorm, though? Hmm. Still not as good as Preordain or Ponder in Pauper. The one format that it can't dominate. Very true. Suck it. Maybe get some more help. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what? I, I gotta get this off my chest. I gotta get this out in the air. I, for how long, Nate, said that Brainstorm was terrible in, in Pauper Delver? How long did I say it for? I, oh, wow. Oh, a long while. I didn't see people starting to cut it and admit it was bad until... X-Mim X said it on his stream one day, <laughs> and I never I never brought it to light, but I was really, really pissed off about it. I don't think Mezzle has cut it yet. Mezzle still plays it? Yeah, and he's the winningest player in Popper, like, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's, like, he's not winning because of Brainstorm, he's winning because he's a good player. 
I think uh, still brainstorm. I played brainstorm for a long time in Delver, and uh, I yeah, it I, sort I, of makes I sense to draw cards at the end step of your opponent instead of your main phase in a I don't step. think it, I don't think it makes sense. I think it makes more sense to just filter all your draws and make sure that you draw a good spell every turn. Yeah. Um, the one thing Brainstorm does do is it makes a whole new archetype of deck, because I remember back when I was playing that blue-white deck with the Shroud for Strikers. Oh, uh, Death Duelist. Yeah. Yeah, the Death Duelist. That that deck was actually not bad. Yeah, but you like, had Squadron Fox in it, though, so you had Shuffle Effects. It was a Rogue Brew, but it actually wasn't that bad of a deck. Don't get me wrong, I mean, Brainstorm is, like, the, the greatest spell ever in... in five-color zoo, but sometimes yeah. I still wish it was preordained. Yeah. Or ponder. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, basically we're looking forward to seeing what comes out in vintage popper or vintage stuff. Uh, topic two, and this is, Peter's not on tonight, but he wanted to get this out here because we need to update, uh, we need to do an update on it, and we can recap it with him next week. Um... He wanted to get Brew Update out. Uh, he reports that his record now is 7-3. Um, and it mine, okay, mine I'm 2-0, because I've played it twice and won twice. Dan is 0-1. Yeah, my shortest <laughs> video ever, almost. <laughs> like, smack, 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 oh, I'm dead. All right. Peter goes into what what he thinks needs to be updated and changed. He wants to see a Slaughterhorn out of the deck for a Splatter Thug. He wants to cut the cut the madcap skills from the from the sideboard. Is he cutting all the slaughterhorns or just one? No, he wants to put all no, yeah, cut one slaughterhorn for a splatter thug. Yeah. Or just another cuz the splatter thug seems to be your go-to to start putting the pressure on and I can see what he's, what he's talking about cuz when I was playing it in my round, splatter thugs seemed to be the go-to guard just to card to start applying pressure and not only does it apply pressure but it 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 whittles away a few removal spells because they have to deal with it. Mm. Yep. Um, he that's uh, and he wants to cut all the magcap skills out of the sideboard. I guess he he just figured that he figured out that with the creatures are so massive and so huge that madcap skills is nice, but you're already hitting with stuff so hard. That your opponents are gonna, if they if, even if they decide to chump out, they're gonna lose their creatures anyway. Which I can see, because like in all my instances, I think I used Madcap skills once. I brought it in once, and then uh, it wasn't even really necessary. Like my creatures was already gonna kill whatever it blocked. All right. So I understand that he wants to switch ten mountains and eight forests, or go to nine nine forests. Because the burn spells in your deck are so high priority that uh, you need to have red mana. You can't not have red mana. What was the original mana base? The original number was more forest heavy and less mountain heavy. So how many do we change? Um, we add, basically, what I already went through on my deck online and made some changes. I think I took away like three forests and added two mountains. Are you actually going down one mana? Yeah, you're going down on forest and adding adding uh, red spell, adding mountains. So you're adding three mountains. Yeah. Okay. Or something, yeah. So three forests. And then out, the flurry of the horn, flurry of the horn, right to the sideboard. Yep. It's only good in two decks, really. Um, 
the mono black control and the the mill. There's yeah, it's only useful in mill and uh, mono black. Like I played, I guess I played play. I used the flurries in the blue red control deck, but uh, I think even without them, I still would have won and still crushing them. Because yeah, he did waste two removal spells on the on the on those tokens, but I was I had so many fatties in my hand that he could keep destroying them and I could just keep playing them. Yeah, it really didn't matter. What are you replacing the last madcap skills with in the sideboard? Um, that's a good question. And we were that's when that's when he said yeah we he said you and Dan can figure it out. <laughs> 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 Um, I would say probably just another shock. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Because it gives that third burn spell, and burn spells seem to be very prevalent in this deck. Yep. So. Uh, what replaced the flurries in the main deck? Um, the flurries. I would probably. I just. I guess just because I couldn't figure that out, I just. Without without even thinking about it, like ah oh, how about we just go two two shot or uh, like maybe magma spray because that is a common now. It was always common. Well, magma spray was printed, so we got a magma spray as an instant, and it looks cool too. Did you see the epic promo for it? Shock just better. Huh? Isn't shock just better? The magma spray. What Isn't shock just better? Is what he's saying. Yeah, shock is better. Like maybe we maybe we go with shocks. Like we add two shocks to the main board and replace the. <coughs> well, didn't we didn't we take out a Chandra's outrage? Like we had a Chandra's outrage that we had a one of that was taken out of the sideboard. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yes, yeah, that's that's right. So maybe we just add uh, that single Chandra's outrage and go to four if we need it. And a shock. And a shock. Yeah. Right. Cool. So yeah, let's do that. <coughs> okay, I'm posting it to the forums. Cool. Um, so how? So what exactly happened with your games, Dan? You just got blown out. Yes, uh, my opponent went across Skyguard, turn two, turn three, Ethereal Armor, Ethereal Armor, turn four, uh, hopeful Eidolon. Must be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the the other it. match were like uh, turn one. Uh, Lagona tribe hippie or whatever that story is. <laughs> yeah. Tribe hippie. And uh, well, he has to make that all true enormous right and kill me. <laughs> yeah. All right, my matchup. So my first matchup was against Blue Red. Um, I used Flurry of the Horns to like make him waste burn spell or waste removal spells, basically. But like, I guess with the the first matchup I favored, what really what really was awesome going against this blue-red deck was Chandra's Outrage is really, really cool when they play the, uh, when they play the, 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 the weird, the Frostburn weird. Because I didn't care, like, really, the, fr- the only threats they could put up were Frostburn weird, mm-hmm. and I, th- that was really about it while they are controlling the board. So they basically control my board out, and they would run out of removal spells, and I would just be sandbagging Chandra's Outrage, or a uh, Lightning, the the Lightning Strike, or Lightning Strike, and I'd literally just sit there and wait for them to bring their fit, bring their uh, swing at, swing at me with an open board, 
and watch them tap their mana out on their Frostburn Weird and then look to see how see that they're tapped out and I would just go, Oh good, now that you wasted your mana you can't counter, how about I just burn that Frostburn Weird out and kill it? Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. So basically it was just that and then I just build the board again and eventually they just ran out of removal and I just kept playing fatties. Always that's all that really happened. That was pretty much game for him. And the blue-white matchup, that one was more... He'd play his creatures, and that's... I would, Like, I went into the first game, like, yeah, couldn't... Like, okay, I'm playing blue-white flyers, so I just got to deal with what I have because I can't sideboard first game. So I just... I was holding uh, holding back my lightning strikes for his, uh, his flyers, and I won the first game, again, just, just out... Because with the blue-white flyers, if you get enough fatties on the board, they can no longer answer anything. I hate that deck. And they're just done? I hate I hate the Zorius aggro. I can't. I can't yeah, so it. that's why I won that one. Went into the second game. He, I, In the second game, I added four plummets. And I added the four plummets to the deck. And I think I went with two naturalized just because I wasn't sure if I was going to see a Nimbus Nyad or not, and I just wanted to be ready for it. So I did that. And then, so he he got, I start out with a slow hand. He got a win off of it. We go into the second game. I drew nothing but plummets and, uh, and, and, uh, and what else? Naturalized. I got nothing but plummets and naturalizes. So every time he would get that daring sky jet up, or one of his flyers, they just got completely just just killed immediately without even without even being able to do anything. It was like, yep, you're tapped out, die. That can die. And I he wanted he was go he had the daring skyjet and he wanted to go in with that daring skyjet so bad, but he could never battalion up enough because every time he would build an army to battalion up, they it just get wiped out immediately before he could do it. So all I did was sit there with the Daring Skyjet that just did nothing. That's pretty much how my matches went. And again, just out-fattied, out-fattied the board. Do you like the fatties, Nate? Oh, yeah. In fact, what made him... In the third game I played, he actually ended up scooping because he kept trying to get rid of my creatures, and then once the... Once I got the second Nesh and Aspout, it was like, yeah, you win, bud. He just gave up. <laughs> he's, he's stared down two Nesh and Asp and a Bayloth and just said, yep, you got it. <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs> Nesh and Asp is uh, it's a big guy. It's a big boy. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Eight, and the eight, funny nine. thing about it is awesome. you get the Nash and Asp out and just stand out. You just sit on them. You don't do anything except sit on them and just swing with the Bayloth. They don't want to swing in after they're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been fun. I enjoy it. It's pretty cool. Sweet. I will make this update and um, play a couple of more games. Huh? I will uh, make the update and play a couple of more games. Cool, cool. All on video. But yeah, that's where we're at with the... Have, have Brennan, you had a chance to play this yet, or are you just too busy on the other thing? Uh, right now, I'm pretty much solely concentrating on uh, the gauntlet at the moment. Okay, that's fine. So, But yeah, so that's kind of our update on that. Uh, like I said, once Peter comes back, we'll recap it. Um, metagame. 
And uh, wow, do we got a doozy here? <laughs> oh yes, uh, oh yes. Hopper Classic Tuesdays, and uh, I am actually going to shout this guy out. Um, Urgy. Yep. Good one on you. Um, <laughs> infect. First place. Yes, I said infect. Oh yes. That's oh, he crazy. said infect. Yeah. We thought it was gone. <laughs> no, we. It's like, it's like herpes. <laughs> it goes away for a month or oh, so. Okay. Right? Yeah, you thought it was okay. gone, but then it's back. <laughs> to be fair, after what he just said, there's no way that Chris could like take it out on me for what I said before, right? Hey, we're talking about a medical condition. Shut up. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything from you, card shuffler. I'm not shuffling <laughs> oh. no cards. Not right now, you weren't. <laughs> I have never seen anyone play Hickey. Wow, let's... Okay... We got Infect, and uh, looking at his record, he 2 owed a whole heck of a lot. He did not lose a match, and he 2 owed one, two, three. He 2 owed four out of his seven matches. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he he 2 and one uh, CAG5383, who is also in the top eight in round four, and then he two owed him, and then he two owed the finals match. Yeah. He also two owed his first opponent, <laughs> and he two owed his second opponent. Yeah. For for people who are wondering um, about his list, it's uh, the list that I saw in a an eight-man thing. I think he's actually the person who did it. He's running four Blight Mamba, four, four Glistener Elf, four Acreclaw Mirror. He's running the four Lano Arger, but he's not running Rotwolf anymore. He's running Sisbearer now. Yeah. Uh, the Rotwolves are in the sideboard. Yes, the Rotwolves are in the sideboard. He's running four Hunger of the Howl Pack. He's running four Mutagenic Growth. He's running four Renker. He's running four Seal of Strength, four Vines of Vastwood, <laughs> three Apostles Blessing, uh, Apostles Blessing, and my favorite, one Giant Growth. Yeah. No Groundswell. Nope. Hmm. He's uh, running Hunger of the Howl Pack instead. He's, uh, yeah, he's I, I don't like Lanamore Auger at all, but combined with Hunger of the Hullback, it's better. If, yeah. if I have to say anything about this deck, I gotta say, this deck, there's like, okay, your your Infect decks in the past had a little bit of subtlety to them, where it was just kind of, you know, I have this thing and I'm gonna swing with it, and I'm gonna make it big later. This deck just flat out comes out and says, hey, I'm playing Infect. I got four Lanor Elf, and I got four Seal Strength that say I am going to crush the crap out of you. Lanor Elf. You're not... You're not... Yeah, this... <laughs> sorry. This deck is just flat out... There's, you're not hiding anything. You're like... No, you're all in. You're all in. You're, I'm going to crush you. You're against Doyle Brunson, and you're the one with the 10-2 offsuit. Yeah. <laughs> what the, what's up with the Hickory Woodlot? Yeah, I was, I don't, I was just I don't looking at those. One. Yeah, I didn't get that one. So I, I don't think that's needed. Because I would say 16 lands is crazy to play in Infect. I, I played a lot of Infect. I have three, four O's in dailies with Infect. And uh, I, I was at 19 land at the end because it is so crucial to hit two lands. Yeah. Uh, but maybe this saves a spot. Maybe you don't have to have as many lands if you have the Hickory Wood lot. I, uh, yeah. I, think, I think 16 lands without any Lotus Petal is nuts. When, when I when I three one the the only daily I ever played with Infect and I played a lot of Infect but I didn't play a lot of dailies back then the one daily I played with Infect I played sixteen lands and two Lotus Petals and I 
I would never look back. That's, yeah. that's pretty much an extra round. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Dan. I think two lands is so crucial because you have to be able to, to pump and have Apostles Blessing or Vines of Aspid open. Yes. And uh, here you actually play for main deck three mana creatures as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess. Uh, I guess. Say, like, but look how look how many two O's he had. Yeah. yeah true. Something is working out with these Hickory Woodlots. I uh. Yeah. I think that the Lanor Auger and I think the Hunger of the Hellpack combo is what carried him personally. Probably. But that's uh, that's a new tech here. That looks pretty sweet. I think Landmark Order is so bad in itself, but now it looks sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then, uh, what do we have? What do we have? Rounding out the top eight, we've got uh, we, Affinity. We have, yeah, we have Sock. Uh, want me to just read them? Go for it. Uh, we have Sock and Ellis with Affinity. Uh, what type of Affinity is he running? Perilous Research, four of them. Oh, he's running the good version. Good. good. Yes. Uh, he did he have anything that's in the sideboard against Infect? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, he probably won't. Shaman. He's pretty good. Electric yeah, yeah he had Core Clan Shaman and Electricery. He had four Cop Red. That didn't really do much, I guess. Um, the per- Cag uh, Cag five three eight three is a pretty good player. He used to uh, play a lot in Standard Silver Black back in the day. He was running what I'm assuming is is this Rugtron or is this just Rug? Yeah, it's Rugtron. Oh, yeah. He, he, uh, he's running Rugtron, and Urgy was his only two losses. Actually. Yeah. He, what he beat, actually, was Torith with Blue Delver. He beat Burnboy Bingham with Snow-Covered Zoo, somewhat close to my list. He beat Planeswalker 8-3, who also top 8 with Hexproof. And he beat Mono Black Control in the top 8 to make top 4. He's playing Mole Splicer, too. Yeah. He's playing a two of Mole Splicer in his deck. That's weird. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Dan, what do you think about that? I think it's better than Crusher if you expect to run into a lot of uh, point removal. Mm. Uh, spot removal. Uh, so if you want to... Uh, be, uh, is he running uh, Flicker? No, he's not running a ghostly Flicker no. that I see. He's running two Ponder, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if you expect a lot of mono black... Uh, which you usually do in these tournaments. Um, there's two of them in the top eight. I, I, I think it's really and good. And Urgy dodged them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Urgy dodged them both. Um, uh, in top four, well, uh, look at the look at the number four list. Yeah. <laughs> also in, in fourth we have Stiltskin eighty eight with uh, mono black. And uh, he's running yeah, he looks like he's pretty much for <laughs> yeah he's running pretty much stock, but he has four gets verdict made, two dead weight, and then in the sideboard he has two diabolic edict as well. He basically said, "I don't want to lose to infect," <laughs> but somehow I how could he know? <laughs> the problem actually is, is that he has too few uh, one mana removal because it all comes down to the one mana removal against infect. Yeah. Yeah. I I, th- I I don't know. I like three dead weight or like two dead weight, one disfigure, just to mix it up. Yes. Uh, in fifth place, just just round out the top eight, we have another affinity deck by Garland. This type of affinity deck is uh, old school affinity with disciple of vault and main deck car clan shaman. Uh, yep, pretty stock list. We have then 
Monoblock controlled by Gons, who... Oh, I guess it's a good idea to say, like, who the top eight lost to. So Garland lost to, in the top eight, he lost to Stiltskin uh, playing Mono Black. And then uh, Gons was also playing Mono Black with Liliana Spectre, actually. Not... I like that card. Yeah. He's running Disfigures over Deadweight. He has Unearths. He's running four Baronmore and one Bajookabog. And in the sideboard, he has three Befoul, a couple Shrivel. He was pretty prepared for the, uh, the Infect deck, kind of, too. <clears throat> pretty prepared for Tron, but it didn't help him. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he didn't do, he didn't fare well against, uh, Cag. He actually lost to Tron, believe it or not, with, uh, three Befoul. Uh, Tron I, uh, is ex- yeah, Tron is very favored in this matchup. Yeah, Tron is, is pretty good against, uh, Mono Black, if the Mono Black player isn't over-prepared for it. Although yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I like Befoul. Like I think the three mana, like Choking Sands, is just better if you're going after Affinity. I think you're right. Yeah, four mana does some damage too. So yeah, but but I mean the big the biggest thing is like you're playing. I guess you're playing Befoul because it can also kill a creature. But four mana is a lot of mana to tap in your own turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got I am the Jitte, pretty old school Gathering player, been around for a long time. He also played Tron. Uh, he also had one Mole Splicer, but he had two Ulamog's Crushers instead. And he no had, Firebolts. He had no Firebolts. He had four Flame Slash, two Lightning Bolt. <laughs> He's playing a Darksteel Ingot. Okay. Um, he lost to Urgy. So yeah, he, no he, Firebolts, died to Infect. Makes sense. Yeah, he he, got got, he kind of got crapped on. No, he had one Cop Green in the sideboard. Guess he just yeah, never drew it. That's some... That, that's pretty hopeful. You have to draw it and you have to have yeah. mana. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to draw it and have mana. That's pretty bad. Um, just to let you guys know, there is an answer actually to Cop Green in the sideboard. Um, and in fact, they do run for Nature's Claim. Obviously, be, um, <clears throat> if any of you are listening and don't know what Infect is, um, Infect is basically the ability Poison and the ability Wither put together. So when you when you take damage with Infect, you're not actually taking com- like real combat damage, your life total is going down, you're getting Poison counters. And the way that magic works, once you get 10 Poison counters, you, you lose the game no matter what. Why it's still like that in EDH, I have no idea. But, yeah. but um, also, if you block a creature, let's say Sisper blocks Mirror Enforcer, this is the mirror force is not going to have two damage on it as state based effects. It's going to have two minus two minus uh, two minus one minus one counters on it that stay on it. So we a two two for the rest of the game. Uh, so nature's claim is basically just a one mana uh, naturalize because you don't care about them gaining four life. So it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, we have planeswalker eighty three with hexproof. Um, Chris's favorite deck. <laughs> Yeah, now it is. He's running the Hyena Umbra Spider Umbra version. Uh, he's running two Lifelinks and two Armadillo Cloaks. That's kind of weird. I think Lifelink is... He doesn't is, have any extensive cards. He's, he's not running Ancestral Mask. He only has two Armadillo Cloaks. It looks like yeah, a budget version. Looks like a budget version. He lost to... But uh, not very expensive right now. Yeah, they're, they're really not. He, he lost to... Uh, Sakanellis, uh, which was the Affinity, Perilous Affinity player, I believe? Yep. Yeah, in the top eight. So, um... And Rug. <laughs> yeah, and he lost to the Rugtron. So, 
pretty diverse, uh, pretty diverse top eight, I think. Two mono, yeah, two nice. affinity decks, two uh, two Tron decks, two mono black decks, an infect deck, and a hexproof deck. So you have two combo decks. You have two mono black decks, very very similar to each other. You have two Tron decks, also very similar to each other, and then two different types of affinity deck: one old school and one new school. Yeah. Overall, pretty diverse, uh, diverse field, I might say. Yep. And and then yeah, the opposite of a diverse yeah. field <laughs> would be the NPDC Twenty Four Worlds for Standard Popper. So uh, I played <laughs> in this tournament. I did. I played in this yeah. tournament. And, and uh, I don't and, uh, see your... No, you don't, you don't see me because uh, I played Gordani's deck, and uh, in game one against the Cesorius deck, he went uh, turn one Cloudfin Raptor, turn uh-huh. two guy, turn three guy, turn four guy, and uh, I proceeded to draw land, 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 land. Oh, read the bones. Land, land. Put them on the bone. Land, land. Game two, he went turn one Cloudfin Raptor. Turn two, Cloudfin Raptor into one drop to pump them both. Into another guy that pumped them both. And I was just like, you know what? Rage quit, scoop, leave. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Needless to, say, I, needless to say, I was, I was pretty salty. But um, we do have a pretty good diverse top eight. Although I didn't make one prediction. I predicted that Azorius uh, would win, and it did. Torith. Uh, I think has actually been the champion for the last two weeks with his Azorius aggro deck actually did win. Yeah, I believe this... Let's see, Azorius... Yeah, Torith has won... I know he won the yeah. tournament before, at least. Yeah, he, he's he's gone 12-1 and one with his Azorius aggro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, Azorius it's aggro is... Uh, who who was the person I faced? I think Forley was the person. I f- was Forley the person I faced. I don't remember who Mono I faced White, in round no. one. Well, no, Forley is yeah. white. But yeah, I, Azorius. I uh, faced off against BSK. That was the person that uh, whooped, whooped me. <laughs> but um, basically, yeah. basically the thing I found with this deck, if you can keep the wing steed, if you can keep keep the wing steed rider. And the daring skyjack at bay, for some reason, you really make the player make this a hard deck for them to play. Well, what I found with this deck is it's unbeatable unless the blue eye player gets unlucky. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. I I actually have not played against the deck since uh, lands don't win games by themselves. So yeah, <laughs> um, right. I, in my matchup with this, this is the exact list that I faced when I was when I was testing our brew, and I all I really did was keep the wing steeders riders and daring skyjacks at bay, and the opponent, my opponent, really didn't want to try to swing in or do anything. I respect hmm. that. Um, because they're hmm. like the two biggest aggroers in the deck. Right. Yeah. Uh, coming out in second place, we have Scion of Justice with, uh, White Weenie, I think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, <laughs> I actually beat Scion of Justice, uh, a couple weeks, I think, before this, or like the, yeah, a couple weeks before this when Moto crashed, and I was like, going to be into top, the top eight of like my first ever event, and I was like, thanks Moto, thank you. 
Uh, at that time, I was playing Black, Red, White also. He was playing his Mono White deck. I don't consider this my first tournament because it was Worlds and I shouldn't have been qualified, but there's no qualification. Um, in third place, we have my brother from another mother. We have Gordani, who did prove me wrong because he completely smashed a uh, Azorius, um, an Azorius aggro player in, I think, the Swiss. And then he said that when he lost to Torith in top four... Uh, he had my problem. He just drew lands, and Torith just just got the nuts and beat him down. So, um, so far the only time I've ever, I've heard of Black Red White losing to Zorius Agro is when you get unlucky. But uh, seems like the thing about it is Zorius Agro is just a very consistent deck that does the same right. thing every game. You know, and it's it's hard to beat that. Yeah, t- today I actually played against Avery sixty one, and this goes against the this goes towards the argument for consistency and in both the matches against Avery uh, I got mana screwed and the match he watched me play beforehand I got mana screwed and Avery goes he messages me he says I've seen a lot of I've watched a lot of popper videos he goes I have never seen anyone get mana screwed more often than you (laughs) oh he's never watched me awesome Are we almost are we almost ready to rule out that Azorius Aggro is basically the uh It's the best your, deck. It's it's besides being the best deck, yeah. is this your your delver of moder of uh of standard popper? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's best positioned right now. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna say it's the greatest deck ever. But uh, yeah. I mean it's it, it's, where, it's Yeah, it's where, where it's positioned is yeah. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely not lands and legacy. I'll say that. I don't. Th- do you think this survives rotation? What do you mean rotation? What blue uh, the Azorius? Console Tarkir. Yeah, uh, we'll have to. Uh, see. I, we'll I, have I never. To see. I don't want to make any predictions. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't like doing that either. I'm with Brennan on that one. Yeah, it's it'll. Uh, we'll have to see what what, yeah. what console. Although Dan and I were having a conversation, and I, I really. I really like where that conversation went, talking about because I had I had talked to him about being like the Mongol hordes a long time ago, and um, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and um, Dan brought up a point about if they are going to go full Mongol hordes, then expect a lot of you know weenie strategy. So yeah, that's something to be looking for. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's well, going to be a, a tokens thing. I think that might actually be a good thing to have a lot of more aggro strategies because the way that standard is looking, both standard pauper and standard, uh, the way that standard pauper is looking is, um, it's looking like there's, it's looking like all control while Azorius aggro is the only aggro deck that can really survive. Uh Like mono white's good, but I think if you're playing mono white, you should just be playing the the blue with it because the blue just offers so much. And in, yeah. in standard, the way it's going to look, if you look at block, like the recent block Pro Tour, it's just going to be all mid-range decks all the time. So, I, 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 I don't know. I think that adding more aggro strategies at regular level and adding more adding more aggro strategies at common might actually be a, a healthy thing. Right. They seem to be on a, a rampage right now of getting rid of the same, you know, power level of common that we had, especially with removal, yeah. I think we'll also be getting rid of a lot of the 
common level counterspell magic. Basically, it looks like they want to put all that, you know, as far as limited is concerned, at uncommon and greater, just to let people actually play magic for a while. Yeah, I think I think M15 is going to definitely define what we can expect out of the next block. Like if we if we do see what Brendan is talking about, if we let's see that we see an essence scatter at uncommon, or you know, Doomblade obviously has gone to uncommon now. Mm-hmm. Um, we could see a big shift in control control strategies just being more of a harder thing to actually do. And we yeah. could just see control strategies not totally shifted out of, of standard pauper, but I think Wizards um, acknowledges standard pauper, at least it, it looks like they do. And I definitely well, like the sales a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that standard pauper um, is gonna have a is gonna have a big shift. I think I, I, I have high hopes it's gonna be more diverse after M fifteen comes out and especially after the new set comes out. Yep, it'd be cool. I I don't think they'll ever abandon it because I remember hearing a dev conversation that you know they start off playing standard popper with new yeah. sets to see how the power level is. Yeah, I, I think I think at this point standard popper is actually like like standard popper doesn't really cost wizards anything, right? It's just. Uh, I mean, obviously, if they make da- they're not, they're never going to make dailies for it because no. I mean, just they're just going to throw free packs away. At least, but they could make eight man. They could make eight mans. They definitely could. At least with yeah, that'd be cool. At least with classic popper, you know, you had to buy old school cards, and they, you know, it encouraged you to draft old school formats to pick up cloud of fairies and whatnot. But mm-hmm. with standard popper, it's basically just like you know, you draft. You know, it gives you an it gives you a reason to draft these extra commons that you might be unplayable in draft, but are really really good and constructed. Yeah, makes you draft more. Yeah, like I, I actually think standard popper is is a lot better constructive wise for newer players than than classic popper is. Yeah, unless they bring back empty the warrens like they should, then it'll be funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. No 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 no. Oh, that, was... Don't I don't ever no. want the storm mechanic reprinted. That 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 and banding are probably my least favorite mechanics of all time. Yeah, I hate both of them with a passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But winter will have winter will have hopefully come and stayed in hell by the time we see storm back in standard. Yeah. Um. But like, in what are we? At? We left off with the silent but deadly. Silent but oh yeah. yeah. Uh. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's export. That's, that's yeah, yeah, that's Gordon's. Uh, that's the black, red, white deck. So, um, rounding out the top four, we have R R R seven twenty six. Thank God it wasn't seven twenty or four twenty because that would have kind of pissed me off. Uh, with mono black control. Yep, and it that's uh, that's uh, your uh, your extort deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming into the top eight, in fifth place, we have my buddy Adner with his patented mono-black control deck that he refuses to give up on. He lost to Torith in the top eight. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Then yeah. we have Godzo with another white weenie deck. Um, he lost to Scion of Justice in the top eight. And Scion of Justice, I believe, was on mono-black? No, he's on mono-white. 
So it was a mono yeah. white mirror. Uh, then Moonziv, the other Azorius aggro player in the top eight, lost to Gordani. Uh, like I said, Gordani told me that he pretty much smashed him. Uh, Gordani also beat Adner in round uh, round one. And uh, basically, when I faced Adner that week, I got my ass handed to me by one card. Can you guess which card? What? Merchant. S- yep. Exactly that. Game one, he didn't draw it, annihilated him. Game two and three, he drew it and killed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. Because basically, if you don't have a counter for it, I mean, there's nothing you can do or about just, it. Yeah, like, it's just, oh, all my guys are sitting here. You can't kill them all. I just gain a bunch of life and you die. Yep. And then rounding out the top eight, we have VG Factor 88. He... Fun, please. Lost... What? He's playing fun, please. Is he? Oh, yeah, you're right. He lost to RRR726 in top 8, and he is playing Fun Police, a.k.a. pretty much uh, Esper, Esper Control. Yeah. Esper Gate Control. He yeah. is playing Fun Police. Actually, this looks like the deck that I would play if I was going to play another tournament, possibly. Nah, I would play Zora Sagro because I actually want to win. <laughs> right, but, you um, win. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of want to win. Uh, the next time I play one of these tournaments, I'm out for blood. That's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two Zorius decks. One of them was the win, and one of them was an eighth. We have two mono black decks, one in top four, one in fifth place. We have one black-red-white archetype originated by PK23 and refined by Gordani in third place. We have two white weenie decks, one in second, and we have one in uh, sixth. And then we have this Fun Police Esper thing in 8th place. Yeah. So not exactly the most diverse of, uh, no, really. of, of things. you got to have the 7 expected archetypes, and then you have the 8th one. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> so that is our current metagame. Yes, sir. Uh, what? Any, any news on finance? Quick, like well, it's all about vintage monsters now, and a lot of my old yeah. specs are getting killed by reprints. And, uh, <laughs> one thing I didn't expect was that uh, vintage monsters would be so big; it's uh, almost 50% bigger than modern masters. So a lot of commons will be there. Yeah, and I wouldn't sit on anything that's uh, not modern legal. Just start dumping. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you, Dan. I, I really do. So you yeah. sold your dazes. What happens yep. if they're not in Vintage Masters and they actually go up because of it? Are you going to be pissed yeah, at yourself? Yeah, they will go up a bit, yeah. You, but then I will lose maybe $2-$3 per day instead of 9 so... <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still saying, I, would have, I was the one who told you not to sell them in that case. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, still the number one card I expect. I maybe, maybe a brainstorm yeah. was more given, but uh, I definitely expect this. Now, to be fair, I only point that out because... Dan is usually the one that's better than financing than I am, and then I would have had my like my one little win down the hill, <laughs> my one little Cherry Hill win. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking if uh, if ancestral mask is safe or not, but uh, I think nothing is safe at this point. I yeah. I think they're ready to put anything they want. 
Yeah. There could easily be hexproof enchantments in uh Like you said, Mike, I think they're just trying to make MTGO more more cost effective for everybody, so I think you're gonna see lots of reprints and just really bring the cards down prices down. It took long I think enough. they just want to kickstart vintage and uh, legacy now. Um, yeah. By giving people as many cards as possible. I think. Uh, I mean, they already said there. There's going to be another Modern Masters set. So. Yes. Oh, did they actually confirm that? Yes, they they did. Last year they 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 said it was going. To, <laughs> last year I heard from several people. They said there will be a second Modern Masters set. Mm-hmm. Now one of the probably things, next summer. Yeah. One thing that I know they're gonna want to do is they're gonna want to be putting those hologram stickers on as much as they can just because of the influx of counterfeits. And yeah. I know I know people say that they'll never reprint, you know, this card or that card that's only vintage or legacy legal. I say things have changed. I, I know they said they wouldn't, but with such an influx as what's happening right now with all the counterfeits. Oh, they're yeah. going after everybody too. There's wizards uh, suing everybody yeah. for counterfeiting. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Actually, it's, uh, I heard that it's uh, the reserve list. Yeah. Is uh, a board question that it's it's like they they can't ever leave the reserve list because it would be a conflict. Uh, of it hurt Hasbro's uh, credibility towards its uh, major stock owners. So it's like it will never, absolutely never happen. And I still believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they they just never right. do it. What, what about like dual lands? Dual lands aren't reserved, are they? Yes, they are. They are yes, on the reserve are. list. They are on the reserve list. Oh, okay. The car, all That's the cards in the reserve do. list are before. Are, I believe Tempest and before. Uh, Wasteland is not on the reserve list. I don't think. Strip mine is. Wasteland isn't. Yeah. They could reprint Wasteland. They'll never do it, probably, but they could. Yeah. The thing uh, that the only I think the only way that wizards could do with do away with the reserve list and I think I think they might actually want to at this point is only if they they rebought themselves back out of Hasbro somehow. I don't I don't know. If they back went back to being an independent company. I think if they did that, due to to all the counterfeits in circulation, they might actually just say we gotta get we gotta get rid of the ban list. But do they really care about the the vintage uh, counterfeits doesn't really hurt wizards. They only care about the modern counterfeits. Don't they care about the legacy counterfeits too, though? No, because it's such a small, small percentage of their playbase, and they're now giving true. vintage masters to the vintage and legacy players. So here's that how we reserve list play online. Um, then they will force somebody to play on their crappy beta client as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think wizards are done with legacy and vintage uh, in paper. That, and that, that they will fair. now reprint as much as possible in modern with the new huh. ships and stuff to get around. I mean, there's only two events that I know of that are not proxied events, and that are the two championship events, which is Bizarre of Moxon and, and, and Vintage Worlds in Philadelphia, which I will be going to this year. Playing, yeah. I have no idea, but I will be going to it because uh, I, I do know Nick Cost pretty well, so shout-outs to him. Um, but... I, there, there are a lot of modern counterfeits going out, which I, I, I think if you are a person that is counterfeiting um, magic cards, I, I don't want to go into a big profanity thing, but I will say that in my opinion, you are a very bad person that should just leave the game because you're just ruining it for everybody. They don't care. 
I, I know they don't care. This is why I, I hate like 99% of the population. Uh, the way I see it is one, uh, one criminal in a poor country who's doing something that doesn't actually hurt people physically. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But is that all for finance? Yeah, we had a range yeah, for this uh, week. The, but be prepared or just dump stuff because. Uh, okay. Here's, here's, my, here's the rage of the week. All to all counterfeiters. <laughs> I'm sticking the birds up. Double time. <laughs> Here you go. Deuces. <laughs> Technically, it's at Paul Cheon because I'm watching his stream, but he doesn't know that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not at him. It's at you counterfeiters. Yeah. So double deuces. Cool. Um. Right. Shout outs. I want to shout out Derek Brent and thank him for making me a, a list. And uh, I'm not only going to be making it online, but I will be making it in paper and I will be probably playing it in regular EDH because the list is that good. Cool. So, shout outs to him. Anyone else have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, shout outs to Con of the North. I think we should let people know about it. Yeah. Mikey is coming to Con of the North, so anyone in Minnesota or wherever, it's worth going to. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. I am. I, I'm going to desperately try to come to Con of the North, especially I'm going to be coming with two of the uh, three other friends that plan I plan on opening up the store with. So, uh, you know, if, cool. if any of you people from New York are, uh, are going to Con of the North and you listen to this podcast, you know, let us, let us know, man. Yeah. So... Cool, cool. A shout but, out to uh, Wolf Boy Hunter for yep. being awesome and helping me and Brennan out. Oh, yeah. Cool. Sam's a good dude, y'all. Sam. Sam. And, and, of course, shout outs to Long Time Gone for being such a great host of the Popper Classic Tuesdays. And also, I did talk to Long Time Gone. There is works for a European time. Popper Classic tournament and hopefully a second Popper Classic tournament. The only thing that's really complicated right now is finding out a person is finding a, a trustworthy person. I have to say that to host it and finding some sponsor. Cool. Uh, so you know, if any of you uh, you know want to help out, you can contact Long Time Gone on Magic Online. If any of you have have a sponsor that you think can line up, uh, please let them know. Cool. How can they get a hold of you, Mike? Well, I have a surprise for all of you, um, especially for the person as uh, Paul Chion just got past Xenagos. That's that's real great. Uh, so, <laughs> son of a... I wish I got past those types of cards. But yeah, um, so to the person who who apparently sent me a deck list for EDH, um, if you could resend it to my Twitter, where you can follow me at MikeyK159, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I'd appreciate that as well. Please, please follow me. I will always tweet out when my videos go live so you guys will know ahead of time. Uh, I'll try to, to tweet out whenever my article goes live on Imperium TGO as well. Um, also, uh, you can catch me on Magic Online, of course, at MikeyK159. Please excuse me if I do not answer you right away. I might either be recording, so I might not be able to answer you, or I might not actually be there because sometimes I leave my magic online and walk away. I know that sometimes pisses people off, but there's nothing I can do. Man's got to go take, man's got to go take a leak sometime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also reach me on YouTube at MikeyK159, at Twitch at MikeyK159. I'm pretty much everywhere at MikeyK159. Cool. How they get a hold of you, Dan? 
to reach me on YouTube on Magic Gathering Strat or Fan of History. I'm also a fan of history on the Popper to the People forums at Popper to the People Poorboards.com. Cool. How do you get a hold of you, uh, Brian? Any of the YouTube videos, just make a comment. Um, also, Twitter at uh, Branken, LOLZ, or just search for Cyrulean. That's the easiest way. Cool. You can get a hold of me at uh, uh, Popper to the People at gmail.com, commandershq2 at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Nathan Yunkin. I'm online on MTGO at NUCon, or I'm online on NUCon. So that's pretty much all the places you can reach me. Um, but until next, or the, until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Mike. I'm Dom. And I'm Brennan. <laughs> And Peter is, you know, somewhere. Peter is gone. <laughs> no! Man! And Chris Weaver hates Magic Online. Yes. Oh my God, Peck. Oh my. Wait, excuse me. In 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 the words of DZ Whale, oh my God. These pack, these pack prices from TGO are seriously depressing. But this is Popper to the people. Popper to the people. <laughs>